Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Eric McMahon. On this episode, we discuss Michigan football's presence at Big Ten Media Days, where head coach Jim Harbaugh, quarterback Cade McNamara, and others spoke about the upcoming season. We share and analyze their most interesting comments. Coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, going to be talking with you here late morning, Wednesday, July 27th. Aaron, you're in Indianapolis. Uh, you didn't bring your, your wife. This isn't your honeymoon, is it? Please. <laughs> no, it's not. We, we don't leave until Saturday. This is like the pre honeymoon, right? Right. right good, good. Well, it's, it's, it's apparently written in our contracts that someone from the Wolverine confidential podcast has to be in Indianapolis, uh, you know, at least once a month. Um, that's just, that's just policy now at this point for the last few years. It, it's uh, weird. I feel like <laughs> this is like second home. I've probably been here like 10 times in the last like three or four years, whether it's like media days or the combine or the big 10 champions. I feel like I'm always here, which I'm not complaining. It's actually a nice town. Yeah, no, I can, I can relate. Uh, all right. So yes, it's big 10 media days. It's, it's over two days with the team split up. Uh, Michigan's was Tuesday with Harbaugh uh, and, and select uh, players appearing and, and speaking to the media. Um, so let's start with the quarterback stuff. I feel like that's the, the most important, most interesting all right, so reading your story, and you can lay it out for us here, but it kind of sounds like Harbaugh presented the quarterback situation as an open competition in his sort of podium remarks when he when he first started, but then when he you know actually took questions in a in a breakout session, uh, he made it a little more clear that it's McNamara's job to lose. Is that correct? That's that's my read on the situation. So when we go over, you know, if we back this up to spring and even early June, Jim has obviously multiple times presented this as an open competition. Uh, you know, he has said that you know both guys are going to get a shot, um, and it, it's it's going to be up to them. Now, we get here to Indianapolis yesterday, Tuesday, and he does his fifteen minutes at the podium for the Big Ten Network, and you know he tells them or he's asked about the quarterback competition, and he basically says what he did back in June that it's open to competition. Cade's going to be tough to beat and JJ's going to be tough to beat. Uh, a, a couple hours later, we get him on, on a breakout for about an hour and a, and a reporter asks him, you know, point blank, what did Cade think or how did he respond to the idea that he wasn't named the starter uh, going into camp? And Jim twice said, who said Cade wasn't the starter? <laughs> so it got really awkward because then it's like, well, what do you mean? Like he <laughs> presented this as a competition from the get go. So I, you can read it one of two ways, and I, I think I've said this and written this, written this multiple times, but this was Cade's job to lose. He was going to enter camp as the front runner, whether Jim Harbaugh said it or not, just based off of what happened last year. 
and everything else. Um, I, I think the, the apprehension here is going into the public and the media and declaring that so to, you know, you know, upset JJ or upset Kate. So I, I think when, when Jim was asked point blank yesterday, you know, Kate's response to this, and I think that's why he said that, because I don't think he wanted, um, you know, him on the record saying, you know, Cade wasn't going to be the starter. So it, it's a real convoluted situation. I, I think if, if you've been following with any, you know, any regularity, I, I th- and I think, um, you know, based on what happened last year, I think everyone assumed Cade was a front runner just because JD didn't practice much in the spring. He's, he's coming off a shoulder injury. He just didn't play a ton last year. Common sense tells you Cade is a front runner. And I think that's really the case going into camp when they open next week. Yeah, I mean, if you're McNamara, yes, you've got you would be concerned uh, and not concerned, but probably a little disappointed and frustrated if if you weren't. I mean, you'd say, what more do I have to do? You know, Michigan was a very good defensive team last year, but it wasn't like that's what truly like carried the team by any means. I mean, they were they were 20th in, in total defense in the country. Three Big Ten teams were ahead of them. That wasn't like they had some absolutely dominant unit um, and they just played, you know, ball control football and, and McNamara was just out there, you know, handing off and just kind of managing the game. Um, so, you know, he, he played a big role in Michigan's, you know, Big Ten championship season, the win over Ohio State getting to the playoffs. So um, you, you get that. Uh, it, it's just funny. Yeah. Harbaugh was saying, you know, who, who said he wasn't the starter? Well, maybe you didn't say he wasn't, but you didn't say he was. And I think that's that's part of the the issue there make no mistake about it too kate has approached this as being the starter i mean he he carries himself as a starter he thinks he's a starter i mean it was back in the spring when he declared himself you know accurately too you know the big 10 championship winning quarterback because he was he was he led the team he started every game and, and everything else you know we he was asked about that on tuesday in, here in indianapolis and you know he said it's my team you know he, he believes that he has the confidence and the trust in, in, the, in the rest of his team, they believe in him. He believes in them. He, he believes that he's got better um, grasp of the offense. He thinks he's a better player than he was last year. He's, he kind of ran down the, the areas where he worked on this offseason. We'll have a story here in the coming days and more details on that. But he just thinks he's a, bit, he thinks he's a better quarterback. And he's, he's better equipped to handle the offense than last year. And if that's the case, and obviously time will tell with that, um, then, yeah, I, I think he should be the starter, at least you know early in the season, week one. You guys, let, let's be real too. That Michigan has like three, four cupcakes to start the season to sort this all out too. I mean, if you think only one of them is going to be playing in the first four games, you, you're probably going to be mistaken. There's going to be opportunities to get both these guys in when they finally travel to Iowa on October first. That's probably uh, the best indication of who your actual number one is. Um, because yeah, that you're there. I know a lot of people don't like the the double quarterback system, but when you have the the schedule like they do to start the season, it just it's likely that they're both going to be playing a decent amount. It, it, yeah, it all depends on the question and the framing of it, right? Like JJ still appeared in like eleven games last year. He was mm-hmm. in most of them. You know, he played to different degrees, and he, some of the games it was it was late and it was garbage time. Um, but Jim feels, and I think you're going to see more of that this year, where both of those guys are going to play in different situations. We all, we've documented it. JJ brings a different, um, you know, uh, skill set. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, stronger in different areas. And I think if they, they feel like they can accentuate that, utilize that, they will. So, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're going to see both guys play this, this fall. Um, the question is, to what degree? Are the, are the reps more split? Um, you know, is it, is it maybe more drastically different? Um, I, I don't know, but I it, it, I would be shocked if you didn't see JJ McCarthy. That now the one 
variable here, the one outstanding question that JJ, I don't think it's been asked yet, but how is the arm really feeling? We don't even know what the injury was. He hasn't even said. Um, we all know he didn't throw in the spring, and I, I'm curious to see how that impacts him going to fall camp and what his arm strength and you know what his his, his uh, you know uh, usage there is is going to be. Yeah, I mean it's not hard to see a scenario much like last year play out at least early in the year where Cade McNamara plays well, Michigan wins, uh, but McCarthy gets in the game, has some highlight real plays, and you know a section of the of the fan base calls for him to take over because they feel that's machine's best chance to reach its full potential. Now you can no longer say oh, that he's their only chance to beat a team like Ohio state. Cause McNamara went and did that last year. So, uh, but, but it's, it's just, it's easy to see that with the way the schedule sets up um, that, that something like that happens. Um, what else, what else did you learn? Like what were the other key storylines? Uh, who, who were the other players that were there and you know, what did they have to say? Yeah, Michigan brought four this year. Jim typically brings three. Um, I, I don't know the different or why he decided to bring four this year. Now, he did say he felt like he could have brought 30 or 35. <laughs> Obviously, that's coach speak. That would have been something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, right? But uh, in, in fact, it's funny. They actually chartered a flight. They, they flew down straight from Traverse City to Indianapolis. They're, they're, on, they're still on their statewide tour. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I believe they're in Charlotte, or yesterday they were in Charlevoix. Today, they're heading to the uh, Mackinac City and the Mackinac Island in the UP. Um, but anyway, so Cade came down with tight end Eric All, defensive tackle Mozzie Smith, and uh, quarterback DJ Turner. Uh, so they had four guys. Uh, Jim spoke for an hour, as I said. The players each got an hour. Um, some good anecdotes coming out. I mean, Eric All, um, obviously, I think they feel confident in their tight end group and just uh, the talent, the depth they have. Jim still believes that they could be two of the better you know, tight ends in the country. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. But you know, uh, you know, Eric Hall is a former teammate, or excuse me, former roommate of Cade McNamara. So he knows him very well. Um, he believes Cade's, you know, ready to go. Um, I asked at one point. I asked Eric all about his former, um, you know, his position coach Jay Harbaugh, who's now obviously coaching the safeties and he's still coaching special teams. But you know, I, there's a funny anecdote, and it'll work. It'll get worked into a story at some point. But I, I think many of us remember the cat, the touchdown catch at Penn State that Eric all had. He was on one leg, essentially hobbling. Well, up until that point, he admitted to us afterwards that his, he was having a bad game. Uh, they went after the game, they went back and looked at the film, and, and Jay was very critical of his blocking and, and everything else that game. He, in fact, I think Eric's, Eric said it was one of his worst games of his college career, and yet he was able to redeem himself with that, that touchdown catch. So, um, it, good stuff from him. Um, Eric, or excuse me, DJ Turner, Mozzie Smith were very high, and Jesse Minter at one point. Um, uh, DJ Turner laughed at, at the, just how similar. Minter is to Mike McDonald, just in terms of uh, personality and like movement and like play calling and everything else. So uh, if you're expecting a ton of difference, I think in what Michigan does this, this fall defensively, or even just, you know, uh, style of play calling, I, I, I think you'll be surprised. Um, it, it, we kind of assumed this, but the hire of Jesse Minter was very much a continuation of what, what Mike McDonald was doing. And the players are certainly seeing that behind the scenes. Uh, we, you know, not, not a ton of, uh, you know, earth shattering stuff from Cade McNamara. I mean, he still acknowledges the quarterback competition. Uh, you know, he he, you know, he he's ready for it. Um, he's he's motivated. He, he as I mentioned earlier, he believes he's a better player than he was a year ago. So a lot of good stuff from them. I think the news came from Jim Harbaugh. He had a lot of stuff to hit on. There were several topics. We had stories up yesterday on live.com. He hit on the abortion issue again. Uh, he was asked about NIL. Um, and, and what Michigan was doing, and he, he mentioned the, the Big Ten and how he feels that the Big Ten uh, should be sharing some of the money they get from the upcoming TV rights distribution uh, deal with the players. 
which I thought was interesting. It's kind of the first time we've really heard that from a high-profile coach yet. Um, so a lot of news coming out from, from Jim's perspective. Yeah. The, I mean, the abortion stuff, he's, uh, you know, it's made headlines, Aaron, you wrote written more than one, you know, about it. I, I think, you know, partially because it's an issue that obviously transcends football and, you know, is a, is a national issue that, you know, a lot of people, even people who don't really care about Michigan football care about, you know, the thought of like, why would anyone care what Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh thinks about that or any, really any other topic that's not related to football? I think, I think people don't really. It's just that he has this platform, you know, that then, you know, he can, as you saw, he can raise help raise a lot of money for causes he believes in. And in this case, uh, it, it goes, it's maybe on the a different side of the political spe- spectrum than some of his, his other views, I guess, to put it simply is that, you know, um, especially in Ann Arbor, a very liberal town, um, you know, in a university that has more liberal values, uh, this particular stance runs counter to those. Um, so it's, it, you know, and it'll just be interesting to see if it gets him in any, uh, I don't know, hot water or, uh, you know, causes any friction, um, you know, with, with the university or his team or anything like that. No, no signs of that yet though. Not yet. You know, and I've said this before about Jim in previous interviews and probably on this podcast, but it, Jim, you can't really fit into this neat little political box. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has campaigned for Hillary Clinton. He has invited the Obamas to, to be honorary captains. Uh, he, 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 uh, spoke in, in favor of Donald Trump at one point and then, and then criticized him. Uh, he was against Colin Kaepernick, and then he, he came around on him. His, his <laughs> there. So Jim has been all over, all over the board on stuff. And to say he's one side or the other, and I think would be a little, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, guess you'd be guessing, I think. Yeah. And, and when he feels passionate about issues, as we've seen, he's, he's you know, he's spoken out, you know, in the George Floyd protests a couple of years ago, he marched in Ann Arbor, you know, against uh, police brutality. So, um, you know, it's his opinion. I, I can tell you some folks behind the scenes Michi- at Michigan were a little um, caught off guard by, by Jim's appearance at the, uh, an event a few weeks back in Plymouth, right to life of it. Um, but again, Jim's entitled to his opinion, uh, as, as we all are. Um, you take it or leave it. And Jim seems intent on talking about it. I will say that. You know, ESPN sent a crew to Muskegon the other day to ask Jim about it specifically. Jim didn't tell him no. I mean, he talked to them. He, he, you know, he, he embraced his opinion. Uh, and in fact, yesterday at Big Time Media is here in Indy. He said we need to talk about it more. He believes more communication needs to take place. Uh, he took a few of three different questions on the subject. He wasn't short with either one. He, he you know, he wasn't. There was no attitude. He, he didn't. It's, it didn't seem like he didn't want to talk about it. Uh, so it's you know, it's an issue he's obviously very passionate about. As I've written, you know, he's a practicing Catholic. Um, you know, I, in fact, I think he told the ESPN the, the other day that you know he, he's he has. Um, you know, communicated that message to his team and, and his players and his family, obviously, and his coaches, um, you know, obviously there's going to be some folks who disagree and, and he, he thinks that's fine. Now, the question here is, that, and it wasn't asked yesterday, and I wish it would have been, um, is, you know, the impact or the potential impact this could have with, you know, recruiting in the future. Because you remember Jim Harbaugh has to go into these living rooms and talk to these kids and their parents and someone who is you know, staunchly and, you know, um, you know, pro-abortion might have an issue. You no. Know? So I, I don't know what the impact on recruiting is, uh, but it's important to remember as, as I, in the beginning of this conversation that Jim has, you know, um, spoke out on other, other hot topic issues in the past. So, you know, he, this isn't the first time it probably won't be the last time. Okay. Back, back to football here. As far as, you know, you had two defensive players there, you had Harbaugh, um, you know, 
talking about that side of the ball. We've talked about all the players they've lost, the star power and, you know, the depth on defense. Did you get any sense from from talking, you know, to these guys yesterday that maybe we're overstating the losses or, you know, what what is the thought on how good they can be defensively? Yeah, it's it's a good question. And Jim seems to think we are. You know, he hit a line yesterday where he thinks and we'll, I'll write about it, I think, later today in MLive.com, all the story. But Jim seems to think the defense could be better than it was last year, um, it, which, you know, he didn't give a lot of evidence for it. But I, I think he likes the camaraderie and uh, the hunger from some of these guys coming back. I, I think Michigan really likes what they have in Mike Morris. Um, they like what they have, obviously, Junior Colson, a linebacker. And they have some experience coming back in the secondary. A lot of guys who played last year, a lot of talented young guys. So I think they like what they have. And you get, as we talked about, you know, new coordinator, but I think it's going to be a very similar looking X's no scheme system. Uh, so I, I don't think there'll be a lot of change, a lot of new wrinkles that we've really got to worry about. So, and they're really high in Mozzie Smith. Uh, that was a big thing Jim talked about. He really likes Mozzie, the leadership he's kind of, he's, he's grown into. Um, he, he thinks he could be a very good player this year. Uh, but Michigan seems to be a little bit higher on the defense than maybe some folks are thinking. We'll, we'll see if that end, ends up being accurate. They obviously don't have Aiden Hutchinson. Um, they're going to need some players to step up. And I remember, you know, Michigan kind of – David Jabo last year came out of nowhere, and he was a big part of the defense. I think Michigan thinks you can probably get one or two of those guys like that this year. Um, the question is just who. So a lot of figuring out to do, but they seem pretty more – they seem more confident in the defense than, than some folks, I think, uh, nationally think. The good news is, I mean, when you look at their schedule, they don't face many high-profile offenses too, especially earlier in the year. So – I mean, they're going to get a chance to get their feet wet and get the steam hammered down because, yeah, Colorado State, Hawaii, Connecticut to start off. Maryland could, could have the potential to store some points. But even Iowa, I mean, they're always uh, known for, for their de- defensive prowess. Uh, Indiana has got some question marks. So, yeah, I mean, there's that early on in the season, there's not many offenses that, that, that scare you. So if they have some hiccups early, then it's like, oh, boy. But if, if they if they play pretty well, it's like, all right, let's wait for that that first real test to see how they can handle um, those those losses that you guys mentioned. Yeah. And to be clear, I wouldn't expect them to say, you know, oh, yeah, we uh, we lost a bunch. We're screwed like, on that <laughs> side of the ball. But it is interesting to hear maybe some of the optimism. Uh, all right. Any anything else from from either you guys, uh, you know, takeaways from you know what's been said in Indy or uh, um, yeah, what anything about this football team for 2022? I was just like, is, is it too early to predict who we think will take the first snap at quarterback this year before, before camp even starts? Do you think it's going to be Cade? Yes, I do. Cade, I mean, I've been on the Cade bandwagon since spring. I mean, I, I it, once we found out J.J. was limited and couldn't throw and had a shoulder injury, uh, I, I think that just gives Cade the, the, you know, the, the opening here. Now, whether he ends up being the guy at the end of the year, I don't know. But like you said, the schedule is easy to start. Kate has a little momentum. He's healthy. Uh, he seems confident again. I mean, I, I think he's going to be the guy at least the first half of the year. And when things pick up with you know the the meteor schedule, who knows? I think maybe you'll see more of a split. More you'll see more reps for JJ. And obviously, his health is going to play a big factor there. Um, but no, I, I think Kate's the the guy for for now. Do we get a sense that this is going to be more of a, a pass heavy offense in uh, in twenty twenty two with without Hassan Haskins and with all their their uh, receiving weapons coming back. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I asked Jim yesterday about that. Um, and he seems to think they'll be a little more explosive. They're going to try and throw the ball a little bit more. Um, so we'll see. 
I, I you know, uh, Cade seemed to think that's going to be the case. They obviously don't have the power back like Hassan Haskins that they did last year. So they're going to do some things different with the run game. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they will be a little more um, lean toward the, the, the to the pass. I mean, I think they have to the receivers and, and just uh, the the running backs to kind of get out in space and catch the football. So we'll see. I I, I think so. Um, but even Kate said they haven't figured out their identity yet. They they went through spring and in the summer and they kind of don't know what it's going to look like just yet. They're going to kind of learn as they go through the season. And I think that was the case last year too. I think they came into the season with a impetus to run the football because they knew they could. Um, and then they kind of figured it out from there. And I think you're going to see a similar situation this fall. I would not be surprised if they lean on the run game at least early to see what they have. But they've just got too many weapons in the, in the passing game, not even the receivers, but the tight ends. And they can get Donovan Edwards outside and Blake Corn. So, like, I, I think they're going to throw the ball a little bit more. You know, whether it's the deep ball down the field, we'll see. But I certainly think you're going to see more speed in space. Not the, you know, knock on Josh Gaddis here than you did last year. Well, this Saturday will mark five weeks out from that season opener uh, against Colorado State. So we'll have plenty, plenty of time for more coverage um, you know, as we ramp up towards the start of the actual season uh, here on Wolverine Confidential and on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.